Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jordan and Drew, the sports crew. I am Jordan Lorenz, a freshman at the UWGB Manitowoc campus. Yes, I do live on campus, in case you were wondering. I am going for a sports communication major. That's the goal, to be a sports broadcaster. So we're working through that. I've been doing play-by-play and color commentary for three years now already. So getting a head start, jump start on that, football and basketball. I've only done a few football games, but basketball is my main thing is I've got the D2 championship on right now. We'll talk about it in a minute, but Drew Skyberg, the other man with me here on this podcast. Yep, and as you as some of you might know, we had a former podcast, but we'll leave it at that. Um, I'm a senior at Valors High School, and I plan to go to University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee in the fall to study finance and a Spanish minor. So yeah, big flex. And Jordan and I have been together for, for a couple of years now, so it's we got that chemistry. You know, I did some games with him on a WOT, so yeah, it, it's a good show. It, this will be a great show. I promise you that. We've got some big things planned, and eventually I think we're going to add some guests on here, too. We'll have some other people come on. We can talk about the, some things. But before we get into it, we wanted to talk about format of the show. This is the pilot episode one. I don't even know what we're calling it at this point, but what we're going to do for this show, it's going to follow a nice basic format. Probably, I mean, depends on if we do interviews or not, but probably around that 30 minute mark, I would have to say is what our goal is going to be. So we're obviously going to start intro, any loose ends we need to cover from last week, whatever that may be. Then we're going to do a fun one on this day in sports history. So each and every Monday, this podcast is going to drop. So we're recording this Saturday night, but obviously we're reading stuff that happened on that Monday. So on March 8th, that's the day we'll be talking about for on this day in history. And then following that, we are going to talk about sports just in the week of sports, anything big that happened. We did some fun things today. So we'll talk about that, obviously. And then I'm going to round it off with trivia. We've got a fun, I put together a very fun concept. Drew will be answering the questions. I've got a wheel lined up. So there's six options, I'm pretty sure. We've got grab bag, which is just a bunch of random questions on years of just anything that happened. We've got college mascots, uh, NFL MVP winners, all-time NBA statistics, Green Bay Packers 2019-20 season, and then Drew's choice. So the hometown hero gets to pick yes, the wheel ends on that so we'll be looking forward to that that'll end each and every episode obviously if we have guests we'll change up the trivia to suit them better give them a better shot because i mean you're you're, you're just going to win it all right you're going to go five for yeah, five on all these i do have a history of winning the trivia like with our dairy queen trivia in the past and then i don't know if i we use some ewc trivia watch out you know a little call out right there to the future yeah that's a little little hint about what we have in mind and what we haven't planned so Episode three, potentially. Yeah, true, true, true. And yeah, like you said, Dairy Queen, that's where we met. We worked together. It was all Valder's kids, basically, and me for Manitowoc. But the Valder's takeover at Dairy Queen on Calumet Avenue. But that was that. That's the that's in the past. Now we're looking ahead to the future. Um, Pewaukee is winning 38-24, by the way, in the second half. So big upset, potentially, over on Alaska. And before we talk, yeah, that's very surprising. We thought on Alaska would do that. So before we get into what we went to today, which was state. I mean, we'll talk about it eventually, but we're going to do on this day in sports history. So March 8th, 2021, that is today's date. I think about five things a week is what we're going to look at because I feel like that's just a good mix. It's a good number to get things going, keep this nice and short. We'll talk about some of these things if we want to. So let's go back to 1900, Drew. On this day in history, the NL, the National League, decides to go with eight teams. They exclude 
Baltimore, Cleveland, Louisville, and Washington. So a Louisville baseball team back in the 1900s. I mean, we're going way back wow. there. Who knew? What's that? 121 years yeah. back to the NL. Staying with MLB in 1930. I think you'll get a kick out of this one. Babe Ruth signed a two-year contract for $160,000. And the Yankees general manager, Ed Barrow, at the time, he said no one will ever be paid more than Babe Ruth. Freezing cold take of all time right there. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) A two-year, $160,000 contract. I mean, back in 1930, though, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But, I mean, then we're going to be talking about some contracts coming up here with J.J. Watt and Jackie Bradley Jr. Just a little more than 160 grand, I would say, for two years. In 1936, on this day, we were just making fun of NASCAR before, but I thought this was a fun little thing. The first stock car race is held in Daytona Beach, Florida. So, I mean, that's big because Daytona Beach is always one of their biggest things you always hear about. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can never announce NASCAR. It's just spinning in a circle. It's all yeah, turn on my forte. <laughs> oh, he turns right right into the wall. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. It, people like it though, and hey, that's on them. Nothing yep. wrong with that. There's two things on this day in 1971. You'll like this one, Drew. On 1971, the Bucks won their 20th straight NBA game, which was their team record. I don't think they've broke it since. Uh, they were close. I think. Uh, remember last year they had that big win streak. They, I, I don't yeah. think they broke it. I don't think they did. I don't think so because we probably would have heard more about it. But 20-game win streak, I think that's their all-time record. And not a big Bucks fan. I mean, you can tell right now with my Celtics headphones on, but I'm not a big NBA fan in general. So, And then the big one to wrap things off. On this day in 1971, Joe Frazier ends Muhammad Ali's 31-fight winning streak at Madison Square Garden, retaining his heavyweight title by unanimous decision in the 15-round fight of the century. So, I mean, you probably don't care too much about that, but Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, that's big, big stuff back in time. Yeah, even I know those people, and, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not big into boxing, so. No? Yeah. Those, yeah, those are just household names, I would have to say. I did a uh, history project on Muhammad Ali back in the day in my history class freshman year, so that's my flex on that. Now we're going to move to our weekly sports talk. I think this will probably be our longest segment on each show. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things. We don't really have a limit on how much we're going to talk on some weeks. Obviously, it'll be a lot more than others. But, Drew, I kind of mentioned it before briefly, but tell everyone what we did today on Saturday. Yep. So myself, Jordan Lorenz, and then one of our friends and his his dad, we went to uh, state basketball. And obviously, as you guys all know, with the pandemic this year, it's not really state basketball with the same atmosphere, which it was still still a great time. It's usually at the Cole Center in Madison. But this year, uh, Divisions 1 and 3 were at the Menominee Nations Arena in Oshkosh. And then the Divisions 2, 4, and 5 were in Lacrosse. So luckily, Jordan and I were able to get some tickets with, with um, one of our friends. And we were able to head to Oshkosh today and see Division 1 basketball, the, the state semi which was great. Um, I went yesterday as well. I saw Division Division Three yesterday. I saw a semi in a championship game, which was phenomenal. And just the experience. It, it's still you can't authenticate a state experience from like a toll center, but they were pretty close. Let me tell you, it was great. Yeah. It was loud. Yeah. It was fun. And you know, when I, you say yesterday, you mean Friday, obviously, because this is dropping Monday. So just to give the people yeah, one thing, not yeah. that they're staying on Sunday, but just you know, making sure. Pilot. Yes, yes, we'll get there. 
Um, Kimberly and DeForest, that game sold out immediately. We didn't get tickets to that. That was at what, like 10.30 maybe? At that was Oshkosh? At 45, yeah. I think yeah, close enough. Kimberly ends up beating DeForest 63-42. We were at the Wauwatosa East and River Falls game, and Drew wrongly predicted River Falls was going to win. A downfall there. River Falls was led by they had JT Daughtry, 25 points, the six foot nine player. Another Daughtry, Liam, also six nine. He only had two points. He was your big disappointment on the day. Yes, he was. I was really high on because they had was it Zach Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Zach Johnson. Yep. He was a phenom- phenomenal player regular season, averaged 25 a game, 25 and six, I believe. And he just he got he got beat today by his guy. I mean, they had um. What was the guy's name? Um, they, they had number twenty-one. Twenty-one. Twenty or on um. Twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. They had he Brian played well and yeah, really. Zach Johnson could get anything going. He fouled out at the end, and it was kind of a rough, end, tough end for his great career. So. Yeah, you yeah, said it when we were there. Underperformed. He had thirteen yeah, in that, that game. And like, One of the Daughtry boys showed up today. Yeah, JT I, did, and JT was a stud. 25 points. He was from from everywhere. We were shooting from the G League line. You know, he pulled two back there. And he, everything was fun for him, and it was a great game. And then um, Liam kind of, um, uh, let's just say, disappointed everyone. You know, he was one of five from field goals, and then 0 of three from behind the arc. JT, he's six foot nine as a player. He was six of nine from three point range. So good for him. Eight of 15 shooting field goals, three or four from the line. Like we said, he led the way all the ways, 25 points. As for Wauwatosa East, their best player, Brian Perzik, something like that, P-A-R-Z. Yeah, he had 19 points. He was the leading scorer. He had 10 in the first five or six minutes, and then he really cooled down, but he was on pace for a huge game. And then number one really stood out, Jay Hankson Jr., 13 points for him. He had himself a heck of a game. He showed up when Brian really wasn't playing that well, and he stepped up. The three-pointers were really what kept River Falls in this game. They were 10 of 20. So, I mean, 50%. They were hitting them early. And, well, I didn't score for, what, the first five minutes or so? No, it they did 9-0. It was quite – it was like uh, Molotosa would go up seven or eight, and then here comes River Falls, bring it down to five or four, and then they go up they go up 12, and then River Falls brings it down to six. And then at the end, three minutes left, I, w- I was telling you, like, River Falls, they can do this. They're up one. They, they had momentum, and then it just all fell apart. Um, you know, with Johnson getting his fifth foul, and then just turnovers and sloppy play at the end. Just it, it hurt the hurt Rivers Falls, and yep, and they had to head home. It was they got their first lead of the game, I think, with like four minutes left. So they were playing from behind for a good part of it. As it's forty-five twenty-seven, Onalaska is losing right now in the D two championship. So now we know tonight at eight thirty, Kimberly twenty-five and two overall on the year. I think we can both fairly predict they're going to beat Wauwatosa East. But Wauwatosa East—they're a really good team. I mean, they got their big guy, who I was a fan of, Marcus Mobile. Six points he had in this game. It says he has eleven rebounds. I feel like he had a lot more than that, but hey, he's a machine from down low. It says he played thirty-four minutes. Yeah, and I also got us uh, back for you on him. He's going uh, this fall to play football at Purdue. Football, huh? Football, I yeah. I see it. He's a big boy, yeah. And he's Lyman. Good for him. You're on a state basketball team and then playing football. So, yeah, he can really do it all. And it's going to be a test for that team playing tonight again. They they played at 210, so that game ended around like four, a little before four. So, they've got 
maybe four hours of rest compared to Kimberly. I mean, you're looking at a few hours advantage rest for Kimberly, which if it's a close game coming down to the wire, advantage definitely going to go to Kimberly there. So, so we just mentioned. The, yeah. So far in the tournament, we've seen that where, hey, the team that gets the most rest has been like they've been prepared for that game. They've been, they, It's been shown multiple games this tournament already. A lot of one seats coming out on top. So we just mentioned football. How about it? J.J. Watt. He signed with the Cardinals. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Just a two-year deal, J.J. Watt. $31 million. The deal's worth $23 million of that is guaranteed money. So Jackie Robinson, eat your heart out with your – or Babe Ruth, sorry, one hundred sixty grand. I mean, oh, $23 million guaranteed for two years, including a $12 million signing bonus. J.J. Watt, is that is absurd to be getting that much money. And Cardinals defense this year, they might be pretty solid. I, I would totally agree with that statement. I think, I think I know as a Packer fan, you know, a lot of us wanted him to come here, but hey, he went where money, where the money was talking, and um, that took him to Arizona. And yeah, like you said, they're gonna have a great defense. You know, Buda Baker. You know, you got you got Watt now, and yeah, it's gonna be a great year for the Cardinals defensively. Maybe offense too with Hopkins. You know, you got Kyler Murray. It'll be a great year, maybe, maybe. Maybe is the key point there. We'll see how it turns out. Speaking of great years, switching to the Brewers. Now, they started off their spring training hot, but now as we're recording this, they're four and three, I think. So they lost today, what was it, three to one or something like that? Yeah, to the Cubs. Yeah, to the Cubs who are four and one overall. But the big Brewer news here, Jackie Bradley Jr. And I know you weren't too big on the signing of Jackie Bradley Jr., two-year, $24 million contract. And the big thing here is he has a player option after the first season. So depending on how things go, we might only be seeing JBJ for one year here in Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm kind of like not a fan of it, but like, again, it's, he had a great year last year. He had a career high and or his OBP was his career high. And it was a short season. So smaller sample size, but I was not a fan because of the whole, there's no more universe at the age. That's, that was just a one year thing, which I actually enjoyed it, but, it's just this tough because when you have obviously Garcia, you're going to have Lorenzo Cain, you're going to have Christian Yelich, and now you have Jackie Bradley Jr. You're not going to pay a guy two year, $24 million to sit on the bench, are you? It just wouldn't work like that. And so now we're stuck where we have four great outfielders, but only three can start. But again, there's always injury and, you know, rest. But like, I just feel like, I mean, it's a good situation with the whole depth thing, but like there's guys like Mark Mathias who, and who like showed some promise last year. And hey, like they might not get their chance this year. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, I know what you're saying about the depth thing. I really like it, having the four guys. You know, you got Garcia as well, and he's – he's I'd say he's a better hitter than JBJ. JBJ's just kind of – he's one of those players – I mean, Yelich slumped hard last year, but last year JBJ, 283 he hit with a, um, 814 OPS. So those are up there, but like you said, smaller sample size. That was a pandemic season. Everything was changed. We're going to have fans back at – what is it even called? American Family Field? American Family Insurance Field. Yeah, that's going to take a while to get used to saying that. But with the four guys, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Craig Council does if he switches based on, like, lefty pitchers that day and stuff like that. So I think it's a good problem to have besides the money thing. $24 million for two years, it's that's a lot. Because I know a lot and, of people wanted that money, you know, because the whole third baseman thing with, like, hey, we want Justin Turner. Like, I, that might have not gotten Justin Turner because, obviously, he would go for more money. But, like, the third base issue should have been addressed, I think, before the outfield issue is kind of the argument myself and many other Brewer fans want to make here. But, hey, again, good problem, depth. 
So I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Let's see how it goes for a year. Maybe he accepts that player option. Maybe we get him another year. But if he doesn't, I guess let's just see how it goes. Yeah, it's just an experimental year. And I think Turner coming to the Brewers is kind of like Watt coming to the Packers. Like, that's kind of wishful thinking. Like, we all wanted it to happen. But in reality, was it really going to happen? Either of those? I don't think so. I mean, those are a little far-fetched. But every single time there was Brewers news coming out, especially on Twitter, you'd always see the replies. First thing was Turner in that brewery uniform with the hat and stuff. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't really think that's going to happen. And I think pitchers too is what some other people would want too, just for the Brewers to throw a whole lot of money out to get a starting pitcher or something. Our depth isn't too bad, but it's going to be a real test this year to see how everything goes. I know you're not a big UFC guy, but there's a card tonight starting at nine o'clock per usual as they always do three title fights, Drew. This is huge card. It's a lot of stuff going on here tonight. Tiago Santos, he's going to open the show in the light heavyweight boat. Drew Dober, lightweight boat, just some bigger names on there. And then we got Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling for the bantamweight title. That's a pick em. Both are at minus 110. So right down the middle of who you want to pick in that one. Jan, the current 135 title holder. Aljo, he's looking to get that belt. I mean, this is the champ versus the number one seed. So doesn't get much better than that. And then the GOAT, Amanda Nunez, she will be defending her featherweight title against Megan Anderson. Nunez, a minus 1,250 favorite. I think wow. she was minus 2,000 in her fight before this. But she, when I say she's the GOAT, like that word gets thrown around a lot, but she really is. She's beaten every top person. She knocked out Ronda Rousey in a minute. She stopped Chris Cyborg. She beat Holly Holm. Holly Holm, someone who beat Ronda Rousey. She beat Misha Tate way back at UFC 200 to start everything. And she is just absolutely unstoppable. But never say never when it comes to an upset for Megan Anderson. I just certainly don't think it's going to be happening tonight. And then in the main event, the middleweight champ, Israel Adesanya, he's stepping up light heavyweight. Light heavyweight's 205 pounds. Izzy usually fights at 185. Coming into this one, he weighed at 201.5. So Jan Blachowicz, he's going to certainly have a huge weight advantage because most of these fighters, they get to drink, they get to hydrate after the weigh-in. So he's going to be maybe around that 230 range, and pro- we'll, he'll probably have a 30-pound wow. weight advantage over Izzy. So it's going to be a big one there in the main event. He just won the title. That's being for Jan, and now he's facing Izzy, a guy who's been super dominant at the middleweight division. But can he step up and handle the power? That is the big question that we're going to have to see here tonight. Obviously, Monday, we'll already know what happened. We'll have it all done, and It'll be in the books as to what happened. Four champions, three title fights, being four champions because Amanda Nunes is the current 135 and 145 pound title holder. So that's that, Drew. Are you ready for some trivia? I am excited for this trivia. This is the this is how we're gonna yeah, it's how we're gonna wrap up every episode. 4827, by the way, on Alaska's losing. So I've got the wheel right here. There's six choices on it. Whichever choice it picks, that's what we're going to do. And then we got five questions to talk about. This really at this stage is for nothing, just for bragging rights to see how many you can get right and test your knowledge. So we're going to give this thing a spin. All, could you hear it spinning in the background? I could not hear it spinning. Okay, that was just on my end. All-time NBA statistics is what we're going to be doing. You said in the car you're going to be good at this. So we're going to take a look. So five questions here. They're going to be different. Like some I'll be asking you to put things in order. Some will be asking a number. Some will be asking a name. It's going to be all over the place and you're not going to cheat. We're not like that here. So yeah, five questions coming up. You don't have to write them down. You can just tell me. 
Question number one. Who has the most career NBA points? Of course, the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We're, don't say of course. We're starting early, and then we're going to get harder. Uh, so, you got the first one right. I'm going to mark these in red. Yeah, like good right. like me. Yeah, like you. Next, question number two. Arrange these names in order for who has the most three-pointers made in NBA history. So, the names, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, and Steph Curry. So, it goes... Allen Miller, or no, Allen Curry Miller. That is correct. That is it. Two of two. I mean, I gave you the top three guys just in a different order. So yeah, was, you did, you did good. Two of two to start. This is good. I feel like that these two, those two weren't too tough. Not too bad. Okay? This next one, you're gonna have to reach for. I don't think there's any way you get this one right. You're gonna have to pull this number out of somewhere. What is the most combined points in an NBA game? It's. Okay, it was in the 80s, and it was like both teams scored 180 plus. I just got to guess what it was. That is very correct so far. I'm going to say, hold on, I got to do some math here. Okay, go for it. Ooh. I guess it's 370. No way. Yep, 188 to 182 is my guess. Okay, it, it was 370. You got oh, it right. Let's go. It was. <laughs> It was the Pistons beating the Nuggets, Nuggets. Yep. in 1983, 186 to 184. Oh, I was close. I you, said I thought the score didn't matter. You got you got the points right. That's the oh, one. Wow, that was you're, tough. You're three of three so far. Wow. Next question. You've got three options. You're going to pick the correct answer. How many steals did Michael Jordan have in his career? 1,947. 2,514 or 2,399? Yeah, I think about this because, hey, he played a while. He did. 1,947, 2,514 or 2,399? I'm going to go C, 2,399. That is incorrect. No. It was the big one. What? Yeah, 2,514. Got one wrong. Darn. I think you can recover. I think you can get this fifth one right. I'm not asking for how many, but who holds the most career dunks? Shaquille O'Neal. It's got to be. Mm-mm, that's what I thought too, but it's not. It's Dwight Howard. Dwight. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I just 2,825 I dunks in his career. Wow, that's, that's an interesting fact. I would have not have guessed that. Well, three of five, not bad. I mean, that's a failing 60%, but... Hey, but I got the tough one right. You did. Yeah, I was very surprised on the scoring one. I don't know how you got that one. That was a lucky guess. Yeah, it kind of was, because I thought I was like... Because I, I, I guessed that score. I said I was like, it was in the hard 80s, and I'm like, well, it was close, I remember, because it was like a double overtime game, too. I think it was triple, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, something like that. So I was like, yeah, yeah I just put some numbers together, and I got 370. Yeah, I... That was good, good. Yeah, that's a good stuff. Standing no. So that yeah, that's our pilot. That's basically it. That's what we're gonna be doing on a week to week basis. Trivia, definitely most exciting part, but our sports talk, we're gonna get we for, we forgot something. Fan controlled football. Let's briefly mention it. We are big Glacier oh, Boys fans. 
they're playing right now. They're on Twitch. I we just I don't I don't like them being on Twitch. But where else are they going to go at the moment? They needed to start somewhere. I don't think this is big enough to get a TV deal. But year one, I thought it was a six week regular season. No, it's a six week season. So on Saturday, as we're recording this, the final week of the regular season, and the biggest news: Josh Gordon is playing on. What is it? The Zappers, right? That's where Johnny Manziel I think it's is. The Zappers, I can quickly check because he's playing with Johnny Manziel. I'm pretty sure, but he is ready to go. He will be playing. So by the time you're listening to this, he already played in the FCF. What a huge get! They already had Johnny Football come over, yeah. Johnny Manziel at the start of the year on the Zappers. Now we've got Manziel and Gordon. This, the Beasts are the undefeated team, and I'm pretty sure that's who the Zappers are playing here tonight. Let's see. The Glacier Boys are playing, yeah, the Glacier Boys and Wild Aces. And then it's the Beast and the Zappers. So can Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon be the key to beating the Beast here tonight? I think they could. I think they certainly can be. Johnny Football, it doesn't get any better than that. It really does. He's been a little lackluster, though, for sure. Kinda, like, it's the it's name, not, Come on. Yeah, it's that's Man. what it was all about. They got a big name right away there. I'm a level nine on the app. I, I'm trying to play every game I can and do all the votes and stuff like that. Obviously I'm not picking plays right now, but the Glacier Boys they're gonna need our help. They one and three. Yep. Or one and two, sorry. One and two so far. They won three. their second game. They came back from being behind twenty two nothing. So if that's the only game we win all year, I've got no problem with that. Same. I'm I love my Glacier Boys and you know, some of my friends were uh, fans of I think it was the Zappers who they played last week, right? Were they or when they yes. yeah. The comeback was the Zappers. Yeah, against the Zappers. And, you know, my friends, you know, they were talking some smoke, to, some sauce to me. And then, um, look, we came back from down 22-0, and I was just like, you know, I was just celebrating, flexing on them. It was exciting. Go Glacier Boys. It's, yeah, it's no different than in the Super Bowl when it was 28-3 and there was the big comeback. This is our 28-3 in the FCF. 22-0 we were down. Yes. And we came back. We should have beat the Beast last week, but the ref screwed us over with the pass interference call. You didn't see it, I don't think, but he called it in the end zone. It's great defense, but whatever. Then we lost that game, and that's that. All because of the onside kick. Onside kick rule is so weird. They go from the ten yard their own 10-yard line, and they have a first and 10. If they convert, they get the ball at that spot. If they don't convert, the other team gets the ball. That's how the onside works in the FCF. Oh. It is yeah, it's very weird, but it ended up working in the Beast's favor, and they came back to win last week over the Glaciers. So hopefully Glaciers get a win tonight. And as you're listening to this on Monday, we'll be 2-2 two and two going into the playoffs because it's the Beast at the top. And then down below, it's, I think every team is 1-1 one one, or 1-2. One I'm pretty yeah, that sure. Sounds, that probably sounds right. I think it's 3-0, and 1-2 oh, and two down the line. So, yeah, that's basically it for our pilot here. I don't want to call it episode 1. Next week will be episode 1. This is the pilot we've decided that we're just going to go with that this is the first time marquette plays at eight o'clock that's right i forgot about that senior night let's go yeah they play xavier we just got that notification so yeah that's it for our pilot here i mean i don't really have anything else to say you can follow me on twitter at jordan law underscore pxp and that stands for play by play for those of you that aren't aware i got it from brian anderson the goat so that's yes. where i got it from drew what do you got and you can follow me on Twitter at DrewSky160 or Instagram at DrewSky16. And, yeah, we'll be back next week. We're gonna, we might have a special guest next week, and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, All next right. week or the week after, we're going to figure it out. So that is basically it. Thank you for listening to the inaugural edition of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.